fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You are darn right. It is The Voice of Reason. This is a midweek celebration, too, like one of the greatest days of the whole week. Hump day, middle of the week, the post-post-Monday, the pre-pre-Friday. However you try and break it down, we are on the uptrend to the weekend, and I know you're excited about that one. Welcome into the show. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station, all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and the podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening, your millennial general reporting for duty today, like we do every day. <laughs> I feel like we're in a rerun of like 2020 right now, or not even 20, 2016, right? 20, yeah, 2016. I feel like we're in a rerun. There is Donald Trump back on the campaign trail in Arizona. He hasn't said he's going to run for office yet in the 2024 presidential election, but it's looking like he might. The popularity polls show that he's way more popular than Joe Biden. We got a year of Joe Biden, the taste of him, and we're like, can we have the old guy back? I know he was mean on Twitter, on the tweet, but can we have him back, please? Popularity-wise, he's doing well. Then we get this headline from the Wall Street Journal, Hillary Clinton's 2024 election comeback. Oh, dear God. No. No, please no. Please no. Don't do it. Could we really see a 2024 Hillary versus Trump election <laughs> all over again? And while that could be entertaining, it could also be very dangerous because she found out how not to lose this time. And she's going to make uh, make damn sure of it that she's going to uh, not go down that same road again. Because if she loses to the same guy twice, she would probably lose her mind. I'm just throwing it out there. But according to the Wall Street Journal, this really shows the state of the Democrat Party that we're in right now. The perfect storm in the Democrat Party is making a once in a, a once unfathomable scenario plausible a political comeback for Hillary Clinton in 2024. Now, why does she have a chance in 2024? You started seeing her pop up in the media about a month or two ago again when she came out with her, this is my victory speech of what it would have looked like if I won in, 20, in 2016. And it was very strange. I didn't quite understand or grasp why she was doing it, but she had to find some excuse and some reason to be back in the mainstream media, to be back in the limelight again. I don't know why, but she felt like she needed to. So she went on The View and she went on a few other garbage places and she read her speech of what she would have said if she had would have won the presidential race in 2016. And she got all teary-eyed. And this is what I would have told my mother and what I would have told my grandmother if I, I did it, the first woman in the presidency. You know, women can do this thing. And she got all emotional and teary-eyed and, and she did the whole thing. Why is she making a comeback right now? It's because, well, the Democrats have nobody else. It's a very simple answer, and I don't want to spend too much time on this. I just find it personally very entertaining. Because they don't have anybody else. You have an incumbent that is extremely unpopular right now. You have a vice presidential candidate, which usually would step up and kind of fill in those shoes, that's even less unpopular right now. They don't like newbies coming into the party. What do they call them in video games? Noobs? You're a noob. You're not allowed here. You don't understand the system. You don't understand the game being played. You don't understand the little uh, you know, ins and outs. You don't understand how the system's So You don't know how to bend the rules a little bit and all the cheat codes for the video game system. You're a noob. You're not welcome into the system right now. It's the way the Democrats really operate their game. 
how they operate their party, the Democrat National Committee, to the point to where their employees even had to uh, unionize because the uh, apparently the DNC didn't even like and give them the proper benefits. So they had to unionize within their own Democrat National Committee in order to continue to operate to promote their unionized liberal progressive agenda. Made a whole lot of sense, and I laughed at it quite a bit. But now no one else is left in the party. Who else is there? We don't have anybody. We had Stacey Abrams that failed miserably in Georgia. Now she's trying to run for governor again, so her mind's there. We had Beto O'Rourke that failed miserably, so he's trying to run for governor in Texas. I've noticed when they don't win federal elections, they have to go back down to the state where they're supposed to have all this great support, and they can't even win those. Yeah, Gavin Newsom that had to fight off a recall election. There are no major Republican or major Democrats right now with a name that could fill in the shoes. There's nobody. You can't do Bernie Sanders. That's kind of a two-time and done deal. You can't bring him back. You isolated and kind of uh, kind of uh, kicked out his entire voting base. Who do you have for 2024? They're, see, they're in panic mode, and they don't focus on agendas. They don't focus on policy. They don't focus on trying to fix the economy or fixing issues in the country. Their focus is solely on elections. That's why they're focusing on voting rights bills, and I use that in air quotes right now, voting rights bills, uh, going into the midterms because they're afraid of losing the midterm elections to the Republicans. And if they do, then she's trying to play herself off as the comeback candidate that's going to be the candidate for change. Where have we heard that before? That kind of a combo between Barack Obama for hope and change and the Donald Trump of we're going to fight the system and bring it back to America. She's using two different campaigns to come back during a crappy time that her party started for her to try and make a comeback to save the day and be the great savior of America. It's hysterical. Welcome into the show. we got a lot to get to today. Tom Mullen, he is author of the book, It's the Fed Stupid. He's a libertarian commentator, podcaster, and author of the book. We'll talk about the Federal Reserve. We'll talk about the economy, the labor shortage, inflation rates, and more. Did you see inflation rates hitting 7% today? Yeah, for the month of January, 7% year over year. Don't you feel that? You're spending more money, and they say it's a good thing. Remember those guys? These are the ones that they're trying to lead the country right now. To me, we have the strongest economy. Perhaps I have ever seen <laughs> the strongest economy that I have ever seen. We'll talk about that with Tom Mullen coming up at the bottom of the hour. Yesterday, and I know you've heard a lot of these audio clips. I don't want to spend too terribly much time on this, but I do want to comment briefly on the Fauci hearings that happened yesterday in the Senate, because outside of the fun little back and forth between Rand Paul and, and Dr. Anthony Fauci, there were some other great comments that went on throughout this and we need to give credit where credit is due especially when we're trying to fight stupid and why people just don't trust anthony fauci in any way shape or form we need to understand why and for those that are like teetering on the balance well you know i don't trust him but he's part of the government agency and the government departments take care of us right and they give us the right information right like they wouldn't lead us astray right right they say it so optimistically and so confident. They uh, we need to recognize why. And I got get a I gotta give a shout out to our guy right here in the state of Kansas, where I'm based out of, uh, Senator Roger Marshall, Doctor Senator Roger Marshall, who is a practicing physician as well, and he's in the Senate. I've talked to him many times on the show. We'll get him back on the show here in the next week or so. I've reached out to his people, and they're working on a time for us. So I, I got to give huge credit to him because. Unlike our other senator here in the state of Kansas, he who must not be named because I'm not a big fan of his in any way, shape, or form, and I know this is a national broadcast, but now the national realm can know that I've been on the air in Wichita on the largest radio market in the state of Kansas for seven years now, and this other senator, Jerry Moran, has yet to come on my program at all in the seven years that I've been on the radio in the state of Kansas in the largest radio market in the, in the state of Kansas. 
Just throwing that out there. Now you've been recognized nationally in the fact that you won't come on because you're kind of a moderate Republican. And granted, I have been relatively mean to you and critical of you on issues. But um, thank God we have a good senator like Roger Marshall now. Not to just talk about Kansas politics because that's not what I'm here to do. But uh, we got to give credit where credit is due. Roger Marshall going after Dr. Anthony Fauci yesterday during the hearing. Dr. Fauci, according to Forbes... You have an annual salary in 2020 was $434,000. You oversee over $5 billion in federal research grants. As the highest paid employee in the entire federal government, yes or no, would you be willing to submit to Congress and the public a financial disclosure that includes your past and current investments? After all, your colleague, Dr. Walensky, and every member of Congress submits a financial disclosure that includes their investments. Boom. Now, people are asking, why does this really matter? Now, number one, he is the highest paid federal employee, which blows my mind. I don't know why. You're a doctor for the NIH. I mean, you're paid more than the president. You're paid more than congressional leaders. You're not even an elected employee for the federal government. You're a doctor. And yeah, maybe like give you a little bump while you're doing a crazy pandemic sort of thing. But why are you the highest paid employee? To me, that blows my mind. But that's not the whole story. People ask, why does this matter? And why did he go down this road? And why is that such a... Uh, critical point. Andy, we have the actual medicine, we have the vaccines, we actually have the COVID that we need to be discussing and debating. Why focus on his salary is just a petty little personal attack on him? No, it's not. What do they always say when there is a conspiracy? What do they always say when there is some type of uh, criminal investigation? What do the investigators always do? What do we always say during a political issue to understand what's really going on? What is the phrase that we always seem to use? Alaska. It's called following the money. Follow the money. I, that was supposed to be like a uh, Jeopardy thing. I didn't turn out to be a Jeopardy song, so fail on that part. Uh, <laughs> but follow the money. When you want to know about what's going on, uh, criminal investigators, when there's uh, some type of drug cartel, hey, where are they getting the money? Where are they getting the drugs? How are they doing this? Follow the money. Follow the money transactions. Follow where the money's going. So it's a good question. Not just the salary. While I don't think he should be paid as the highest federal employee in the federal government, while I disagree with that fact, I don't care about the salary part from the federal government. I care about the rest of it that he was really trying to get at. And this goes into an issue that just, uh, oh, I don't know, less than a month ago, Nancy Pelosi, as the Speaker of the House, said, oh, elected officials shouldn't have to be more transparent on their stock tradings for their individual income. Now, again, these are elected officials that are trading on the on the stock market that have influence in the stock market based on policies and legislation and bills that they pass that affect the market in some way, shape, or form based on spending, based on inflation, based on corporate interests that they pass, and yet they're not having to show the transparency of what they have in the stock market. The same concept for Dr. Fauci. What special interests are out there regarding Dr. Fauci and his finances, not just his salary from the federal government, but what he makes as special interest in stock markets and uh, where he's getting all of his money. Why wouldn't we know that? According to, and I am on Senator uh, Roger Marshall's email, and now there's a uh, opinion piece coming out of Forbes magazine talking about this as well, that number one, no, unlike what Dr. Fauci said, because he got a little snarky about this. And while you're asking me that question, my financial disclosure is public knowledge and has been so for the last 37 years or so, 35 years that the, I've been directing. Okay, that's not true. That's not true because you you should be able to find the basics, which you can kind of find the basics. But no, that's not true. But we want to see the transparency like elected officials 
on what you're getting with special interest because there are things that are called royalties. When you actually, as the NIH, who approves different vaccines, approves different things, you get kickbacks for some of that stuff. There is the rumor going on, which we'll get into a little bit more detail if we want to, about potentially the government owning part of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine to be able to get some profits from that. They say it's not necessarily true. It kind of is. It's kind of not. It's really the fact that NIH and CDC and other doctors in the federal government work to create part of these vaccines. So the government necessarily wasn't technically involved. But yet doctors that work for the government were involved in the creation of the vaccine. So they, of course, have a personal interest in this doing well and being sold in the bazillions because we want to give it to every single person on the face of the earth. So they're getting kickbacks again from that. Yes, special interest. What type of kickbacks are you getting, Anthony Fauci? What type of royalties are you getting? What type of patent money are you getting? What type of money are you getting on the back end outside of your salary? I think personally... That's kind of important. And with someone who has lied to us left and right, someone who has misled us left and right, someone who obviously has a very direct personal agenda on what we need to be doing in some way, shape, or form, we need to know what your interests are. Follow the money like we do in every other type of basic investigation, and that's something we're not quite allowed to do yet. And while he says that it's transparent and it's open to the public, then he says all you have to do is ask and we'll send it to you kind of two different stories there but that's what he said because he got caught again lying trying to cover things up not showing all of his finances and personal interests so now we continue to not trust him and i find that an issue the voice of reason with andy hoosier hey it's andy hoosier with the voice of reason fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time the progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great Republic.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today on a midweek celebration. Always one of the greatest days of the entire week. Again, you're going to get annoyed sometimes with my eternal optimism on this show. It's always a great day, even when we're not quite feeling it. Hey, programming note for you, uh, live streaming today a little bit different. I am sharing out the Opslens website. You can download the app or go to Opslens.com as well. The social media feed, uh, I think, had a weird thing to where they started it about 10 minutes before the show actually started and started running yesterday's show, then it ended early. So I don't see the live stream on there for the social media. So if you want to watch the feed online, you can download the Opslens app or go to Opslens.com. It is live properly on their website, so that's all good news. And all is well there. We'll share that out, and uh, we'll be back to normal tomorrow as well for the social media. So not to worry on that front. Additionally, on the programming note, tomorrow on Thursday, if you are in the Mid-America region in some way, shape, or form, Super excited to be speaking at the OK2A meeting in Enid, Oklahoma, near the Kansas-Oklahoma border. I'll be speaking at that on some Second Amendment gun issues as I got invited to that one. So if you live in Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, New Mexico, around that area, if you want to come out, we'd love to see you there. It's the OK2, uh, OK2A organization and uh, Oklahoma's Second Amendment group. They're going to be meeting in Enid, Oklahoma tomorrow and super excited for that one. So I'll be speaking down there. If you want some speaking engagement stuff, would love to hear from you as well. You can email me, network at gmail.com. network at gmail.com. Now, I have to admit, I have yet to speak at a college campus. Would love to do that. That would be Last time I spoke at a college campus was when I was in college and they got very, very angry with me. So there is that one. But uh, at the same time, I am excited about being able to get out and we've had some speaking requests so we'll be uh, working on those i love love to get in front of people and do that so especially going into election season so all is well and we appreciate that if you want to uh, regardless of that or just stuff about the show you can email me who's your media network at gmail.com all right i want to speaking of accountability so we have them calling out thank god anthony fauci on the accountability of course we had the fun stuff with ram paul uh, again, I don't need to play any of the clips. You've heard it throughout the last day or so. Going after Fauci, that clashing between those two is absolutely hysterical. That's a lot of fun. But got to give hat tip to Roger Marshall yesterday, calling him out on the finances. And no, it's not a petty attack, just trying to go after the personality of Anthony Fauci. No, it's not just an unimportant issue. Why aren't we focused on the medicine and the science here? Why are we focused on Anthony Fauci? Again, if you want to know about corruption from somebody, just like an investigation on a mob mobster or on a drug cartel or on a criminal who may have murdered somebody, follow the money. That's what we always say, right? And when the money trail isn't there because they try to hide it while they try to say that it's open and vulnerable, then they're lying, which just pile it on, Anthony Fauci. I guess you're lying about everything else. But uh, Forbes today has confirmed that Dr. Fauci's uh, stock and bonds and what he trades on the stock market is not public right now, along with every other, every other elected official out there, that that information is not public. It needs to be public. And I really, truly, honestly think that no elected official or government official in that stature like Anthony Fauci should be allowed to buy, sell, or trade on the stock market. I don't think that they should be able to because they know the trends based on the policy and decisions that they make. When Dr. Fauci is saying, everybody go out and get the vaccine, everybody go, you know that there's going to be a bump. What was it? The the, the second quarter, third quarter last year, Moderna and Pfizer both had like $1.2 billion in net profits after all these, just from the COVID-19 vaccines. 
Now tell me who's financially gaining from that. Obviously the company is. Obviously the government probably is. Obviously the doctors that work in the government that help design the vaccines with the companies are benefiting from that. Is Dr. Fauci as well? And is that why he's pushing that one? And when anybody else says that there is any other type of potential way to limit your exposure, to boost your immune system naturally, to make sure you don't get sick from COVID-19, and to learn with live with COVID-19, he shoots it down as misinformation and fake news. Is that what we're dealing with now? But we can't follow the money. Don't know. I have no clue. It's a mess. Tom Mullen, he's author of It's the Fed Stupid. We'll be joined by him, libertarian commentator, podcaster. We'll talk about interest rates. We'll talk about the inflation rates. We'll talk about the Fed in general. Lots more coming up here on The Voice Reason for a midweek celebration. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations. Also, Opsland's uh, social media live stream, back up and edit. We shared that all across the board as well, so that's awesome. You can also download their app. You can also go to their website, Opsland's.com. Lots of great programs on there, and we started streaming with them, oh, what, about three weeks ago? It's awesome. We love it. We got a lot of response from you guys. If you want to reach out to the show, you can find us on our social media as well at Who's Your Reason. That's like the state of Indiana, but with no I in it. H O <laughs> the Indiana Hoosiers. You know the whole basketball team thing. Yeah, H O O S E R. No I. H O O S E R. Reason. Who's Your Reason on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Parlor, OurFreedomBook.com. Doesn't matter. Plus the website at Who'sYourReason.com. And we appreciate you hanging out with us today. Don't want to waste any time. Want to get right to this guy. Excited for our next guest here on the program. What's trending today? So this goes right in line with just about everything we've been talking about. As right now we have inflation rates at 7%. We have interest rates that are just up in the year. The stock market going haywire right now. And the government's just like, oh, we're going to buy stocks and you don't know what we're doing. And both elected officials and people like Fauci, apparently we don't know what they're buying stock in. They're just manipulating the markets and just uh, doing their thing. Uh, where are we with all this? How do we get things back on track? And can we get the economy back on track overall? Excited to talk with uh, the author of his latest new book. It's The Fed Stupid. that just was released, what, yesterday or today, I believe. Tom Mullen with us here. Tom, how are you, my friend? 
Great. Great to be here. Yeah, yeah. Great to have you on the program. Congrats first off on the book. I know it's just uh, uh, fresh, hot off the press here. What's the response you've been getting for the last day or so? Uh, so far, so good. Um, I, I've made the PDF of the book available for download for free, and a lot of people have downloaded it. And you can also pick up a paperback copy off of uh, Amazon or my website. And uh, traffic's been heavy. Good. Well, it's a hot topical issue right now. I mean, right now, the question is, what the heck is the Fed doing? We have interest rates that are uh, going to be changing. We have inflation that's uh, officially hit 7% year over year for the month of January. These are major issues right now. While the government's trying to say, oh, you're spending more money, you bought more stuff for the holidays, you know, not the fact that we created panic buying in the market because we wanted things to look good. You know, you bought more things for the there. you're spending more money. Things are doing swell how long can they keep up this scam before people catch on and say, wait, I'm not economically better than what I was a year or two ago? Well, sooner or later, it always comes out in the wash in some kind of debacle, some kind of big crash like we had in 2008. You know, we have a, a number of factors working here, uh, which is, number one, we have a central bank like most most countries that just prints money out of thin air, but we have the reserve currency, so we're able to export our inflation, inflation being expansion of the money supply, prices rising being the result of inflation, not inflation itself. That's something that if you have a paper dictionary from like 1999, like the one on my desk here, that the, the definition of inflation is different. It's yeah. what it always was for the hundreds of years before that. So. Um, it's going to come out in the wash. Um, of course, what the Fed says is causing inflation is not what's causing inflation. What's causing inflation is expansion of the money supply, uh, nothing else, not supply chains and, and uh, not any of their other silly excuses. Are, they, are people buying into what you mentioned as the silly excuses based on a supply chain issue, which I never heard of until like going into the holiday season when all of a sudden it came out of nowhere, which is kind of surprising to me. Between that, between you know obviously printing more money, now they want to make like a trillion dollar coin. They want to try and find new ways to do quantitative easing to print more money and inject it into the system. Now they're trying to do pharmaceutical prices by capping those. I mean, it's just let's centralize everything at the federal government and just adjust it when we know it doesn't work it hasn't worked this is the same trend that we saw during the jimmy carter era back in the day and apparently we haven't remembered that history lesson but how long can they keep the charade going well they'll keep it going as long as people believe it and the, the really sad part is is that when the problems that they create come to a head like they did in 2008 and where they did to a minor extent since then and but you know we'll have another big one is that they believe that the Fed is rescuing them by coming in and doing more of what caused the problem. But on this supply chain thing, just think of it this way. You know, the Keynesians that are in complete control of economic matters in Washington um, and, and in any government, because, you know, the Keynesian school says that the government's essential to the economy when it's not. It's, it's what distorts the economy. But, you know, they, they believe that um, demand is everything. But you know, uh, a guy named John Pop-Baptiste from back in the classical period, you know, made a law that said, well, supply creates its own demand. So if we ordered everybody to stay home for a year and they produced far less, and we've only recovered two-thirds of the jobs we lost during that period, 
how could there be more demand? Well, the only way that there could be is that the Fed printed a bunch of money. So what you're seeing is not real demand. It's artificial demand created by the Fed. Otherwise, the people who are out of work would not be able to buy anything. It's, you know, you can't. This, this is just simple reality. Yeah. Yeah, let's take it to another level, to the labor force right now. They try to say that right now we have this, I mean, we've seen, what, two, three months in a row now that record people are just quitting their jobs. What's the cause of this? Is it because of this labor uh, shortage? Is it because of a wage war that they've created, saying that you don't need to work the minimum wage jobs right now? We have businesses shutting left and right, nightclubs and, and bars. We have restaurants, mom and pop shops, retail stores that are trying to recover from COVID. We have a shortage of workers. We have a record number of jobs available, and then they have to report the fact that so many people are actually quitting their jobs. Where are we right now when it comes to the economy and people trying to actually get the economy going again with their small mom-and-pop business? Well, we're kind of in bizarro world because as bad as quantitative easing was during 2011 through 14 or so, um, where they tripled the money supply in four or five years, uh, in the last two years, they've quintupled it. So in other words, 80% of all dollars that are in existence today were created since 2020. When you look at the uh, M1 money supply, they've discontinued M2, which is kind of a technical issue and not, not probably worth it. But no matter which measure you use, and these are the Fed's own numbers, um, you know, they, they have created so much money that, yeah, for a little while, that can slosh around and people can spend it. But all the while, we're really depleting the real capital, the real savings, the real productive capacity of the United States. We've been gnawing it away at it since at least 1971 when we went off the last vestige of the gold standard. And, um, I mean, now we've just, this is like the party at the end before we all go boom. Yeah. And we're not going to like the results. Yeah, we're really looking at, again, the 1920s, a nice little party where everybody's doing well, and then when it comes crashing down, we're going to have to make some really difficult decisions. But they don't care right now. They want to spend more, which is why they freaked out when they lost their Build Back Better plan. They're trying to do another COVID stimulus package. They want to do this uh, child tax credit, I, I mean, the universal basic income that they're trying to do right now. And it's absurd how much they just don't care by raising the debt ceiling over and over and over again. We're talking with Tom Mullen, uh, author of the book, It's the Fed Stupid. You can find his podcast and website at TomMullenTalksFreedom.com. Let's talk about the gold standard for a second. Is there any chance, and you know what, that we could get back to that? I know that individuals have talked about it in the past. Ron Paul's talked about it. Rand Paul has tried to make comments about it. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, Ted Cruz, as much as I enjoyed Ted Cruz as a conservative, uh, I mean, he's kind of said, yeah, like, yeah, that's nice, but it's kind of an un unreasonable thing to get back to because it's just not possible can we get back to a gold standard? Can we get back to actually value in the dollar? And can we stop just massively printing money? Well, I'll tell you what would be a lot less disruptive than, you know, just closing the Fed tomorrow. And believe it or not, you brought up Ron Paul. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, his book, And the Fed, which was way back in 2009, um, I, I make the same suggestion he did then. Just uh, legalize competing currencies. Take the... Uh, capital gains and sales taxes off gold, silver, and Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies for that matter. You wouldn't lose a lot of revenue, and they don't seem to care about deficits anyway. Uh, and let's just see if the dollar can really compete with the market. You know, the Fed is, their, their whole scam is based on the fact that they say they're managing it better than the market does. Well, let's see. And I guarantee you, 
not too many people be using the dollar anymore. Yeah, that is very true. I mean, that is the next question, and, and we got about a minute or so here to kind of wrap up. But what is the message to take to the small mom-and-pop store, to the individual just trying to put food on the table every single day? What is the message to them, and how do we work our way out of this thing? My message to them would be forget about all the things that you think are important that politicians tell you. Nothing politicians have done since 1971 has made a bit of difference in economic outcomes. I have the charts in the book to prove it. Concentrate on, on the monetary system. You've got to elect people who will reform, and I mean eventually end the Federal Reserve System and get us on honest money. Those are the people and working people who benefit the most. Is the Republican Party doing working on that as well, or is it? Do you think going to come outside of that two-party system between Republicans and Democrats? Well, Rand Paul, Thomas Massey, a couple others would. You know, they, anyone who sponsored the audit the Fed bill, whether yeah. they're Republican or a Democrat, they're on board. Um, so look, look for those people. And uh, but I'm not hopeful. Um, <laughs> but you know, if there's a groundswell. They'll, it'll happen. Donald Trump got elected because people just got pissed. Sure. They need to be pissed about this. Yeah, and it's really hard to try and tie that emotion to economic issues. Republicans have tried it for a long time, and Democrats do it way better when they say we're going to give you lots of goodies. And that's the messaging that we have to figure out how to do, which is tying that emotion to the economic problems. It's Tom Mullen. Tom Mullen talks freedom.com is the website. Go and check it out. It's the Fed Stupid is the book. Go and check that out. Good luck on the book, my friend. Let's get you back on the show again real soon. Love to. Thank you. Hey, always a pleasure, my friend. Appreciate it. We'll get you back on here soon. One more break. Wrapping up the show today for a midweek celebration here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. That's what it all really comes down to, isn't it? So what it really all comes down to is being able to appeal to the voter base, being able to appeal to certain constituents, being able to appeal to a certain amount of individuals. There is always, and I laugh at these people, but there are always those that are literally like the day of the election after a year of campaigning, after crazy shenanigans on the campaign trail, after the bombs that were dropped right towards the end the last two week you know bombshell about a candidate or about some scandal or about the debates or about the all the literature you get in the mail all the tv ads that are going on you still have like 10 20 percent of the people that are like i'm undecided going into the voting booth really really either it's a complete lie which if it's a lie then i give you all the credit in the world because a lot of people don't want you to know about their politics there's still a mindset out there for many individuals that say hey what i do in my voting booth in the privacy of the voting booth stays in the voting booth kind of like what happens in vegas stays in vegas vegas when i close that voting curtain and i vote or when i sit there in between the machine it's my it's my right to do whatever i want to no one has to know my spouse doesn't even know about it Now, obviously, that's not me because everybody in the whole world knows about Andy's political views. But I know a lot of people that still have that mindset. My family, to a large degree, has that mindset. Number one, it's because they don't necessarily agree with me politically and they don't like to talk about it. And number two, my grandparents, they are like, yeah, you know what? That's, you know, I think they lean a little bit more towards my end. But, uh, you know, they're like, I don't talk politics because what happens in the voting booth is there. And I have the right to believe however I want to. And I'm not going to let people know about it. And there's nothing wrong with that. So if that's you going into the independent, undecided category, then cool, all the power to you. I'm not attacking you. I'm talking about the truly ignorant fool that goes up on the day of, and who's 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 running again? Who's on the ballot? Who do I vote for? What do I believe? Like, who do I vote for? What am I doing here? They, they drive me nuts, and I would rather you not cast a vote just throwing it out there i'd rather you never you need to be informed you need to be intelligent and when it comes down to emotion emotion unfortunately drives everything i have worked really 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 hard to step back unemotional especially doing a talk show i mean obviously i have emotion i'm very passionate if you're watching on the live screen i don't script my show i have here you can see i have my bullet points on the topics i want to talk about for each segment and a couple little notes and bullets this is it right here my whole hour show i i talk about it i knew the topics and the general direction that i want to go and then i go for it and wing it and see where it takes me because there's a lot of things that pop up as i have i also have some tabs open with some different news stories that i can read and i can get some topical issues on as well but i don't script anything because i am passionate i believe in everything that i talk about and i want to truly be that catalyst for change in the community i want you to change things in your local community and i want to give you that gusto and that emotional hoorah to go and do it That's my goal. I want to help fuel that fire to light that fire under you for you to go and actually make some changes. That's my goal. That's the whole purpose of this program. And I love doing that. 
And we need to find a way to create the emotional connection to the political issues because emotion drives people. It always has, and it always will. We can be the most analytical, smart guys on the entire planet, and yet, if we don't tie an emotion to it for you to be emotionally connected, you're not going to get it. That's why talk show hosts are so popular, because obviously you get a little bit of their personality in here when you listen to them for day in and day out, hours on end. Because they are a personal person. And then when, God forbid, something like Rush Limbaugh happens and they pass away, it's like losing a member of the family. When they go off the air, it's like losing a member of the family because you're emotionally tied to them. We need to figure out a way to do that with the political issues as well. And the economy is the hardest thing to do with that because we can sit here and rattle off inflation rates. We can rattle off how expensive things are. We can rattle off how much money, the trillions of dollars that we're in debt as a nation, the trillions of dollars of debt that the government spends every day, the trillions of dollars of government money that they just print off on a daily basis and inject it into the system. It doesn't have that emotional connection. And we got to figure out a way to do that. Because Democrats, it's very emotional. They don't have a bone of logic in their body. They don't. They don't know about logic. It doesn't grasp them. They don't comprehend that. When you talk about logic on the Democrat side, their eyes glaze over because they don't grasp the concept of logic. It's all emotion. You're struggling. I want to take care of you, so we're going to take care of you. Now, to hell with all the people that benefit from that in the power and the control and the lack of freedom, the lack of liberty and the constraints that we have as a kind of a slave to the government then. But who cares? We're taking care of you. We're going to give you more money. We're going to lighten your burden. We're going to do things to make life easier for you, quote unquote, air quotes here for the radio listeners. And people bite and people love it. How do we create that sense of emotion on the other end of the aisle? That's the ongoing debate that we have to figure out as conservatives, as libertarians, as free market-valued individuals, and limited government individuals as well. So the battle continues. Until then, podcast up in just a little bit. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice of Reason. Be your own voice of reason. We'll talk again here tomorrow on the radio for a pre-Friday celebration. Until then, have a great evening. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.